It is Memorial Day in US and the markets are closed for holiday. Nevertheless, week 22 is here. And what will happen this week? Debt ceiling talks seems uh, to be okay. There is struck a partial uh, deal. Now the smaller details will be uh, finalized and hopefully it will be signed in just three days. That made for an extreme uh, strong closure uh, for Nasdaq on Friday. It was especially Friday that was, uh, was good. And just as I said, the markets were very volatile uh, last week. It was obvious and I think this week could hold a different story than most people think. It will, but I will get back to that. You are listening to the StockInvest.us podcast Trading Tips with Jim. And if you follow me through the next 30 minutes, I will tell you what I think will happen in the market this week. And at the end of the podcast, of course, give you a few trading tips. And Pinterest, what a nice catch that was. Uh, so far, yielding quite good in the portfolio. And I found one more company, which I think can do easily as good uh, and maybe even better. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Now, uh, Nasdaq uh, went up last week, as I said, uh, in total 2.51% upturn for Nasdaq, ending the week just under 13,000 at 12,976 points. Dow Jones, however, fell by a percent, ending the week at 33,093. With the debt talks more or less uh, finalized, do you think that we are out of the woods? Now there will just be a nice strong upturn. That may very well happen because there is very little resistance above. Uh, but at the same time, now there is some way down to good support. Trying to answer the question, what will happen forward? We will do the usual thing. Look at a few uh, fundamental things, pair it with the technical things, and I will tell you what I think. As I told you last week, Nasdaq could easily go to 13,000. That happened, but I also warned you, I see dark clouds coming and I will continue that argument. First off, what were the things last week uh, that made me say it would be a volatile week uh, and why I told you the day there will be uh, struck an agreement, you would have an extreme green uh, day in the, uh, in the markets. These were very, very obvious things. What are things now that can push the market? Is it enough uh, that the debt ceiling is in? Uh, the thing that the market will look at is what exactly was in the agreement that struck? What are the things that can push the market or the economy down, hold the economy down? Or is everything just brewing for a much stronger uh, US economy? Before the debt ceiling talks, every absolutely every indicator except a few of them were pointing towards a recession uh, and they still remain the same. And here comes a little twist which I think that you should know about. The, the insiders in the major trading companies in the United States are selling off their shares. The money flowing into the market is still uh, falling money are going elsewhere than in the stock market. In general, the last upturn has been driven by a few major companies coming out much better than people thought. That includes like, for instance, Nivida, uh, which was our stock tip just a few weeks back again. Massive jump in Nivida having such a huge position in the uh, index 
for index screen looking at stocks individually the buy signals are still falling i will give you the exact numbers of the this week's buy and sell signal in just a little minute so we have the debt ceiling and the, uh, as far as i read the, the small things i read about the debt ceiling is that uh, the republicans uh, got in a gas uh, pipeline and a few other things uh, but in general there is nothing new to it if we do understand that the increase of the debt ceiling will not just be much more money pushed into the economy we know that the beaten economics uh, is all about using money that you do not have into the economy hoping that you will have a stronger return in the end but with profit levels falling in the companies every ceo uh, in a decent sized company is between the lines saying the same thing we are struggling and we might be struggling a bit more only nivida uh, and a few other companies been on the other side saying that uh, nivida for instance is about ai and the growth of ai that they are at the perfect settlement other than that it's the war industry because they make tons of money uh, on weapons as we speak they are doing good but in general most of the companies are saying the same the quarter season is coming to an end there will not be much quarter results pushing the markets now so what are the things that can give uh, a good uh, turn in the market if we assume that the world economy is going to grow from this point uh, then it is obvious a good time to be in the market if we assume that the economy will go down uh, just take an example of interest rate uh, hikes which has been ongoing they were extremely fast in us but not only us europe as well usually the result of interest uh, rate hikes they doesn't hit the economy properly before after 12 to 18 months so we are just we are getting to the uh, the beginning of the 12 months so usually not just in this part uh, and forward we will see the effect uh, the negative effects of the interest rate hikes use of credit is growing uh, spendings uh, in the bank account are going down the regional banks are struggling uh, there is so many things saying that the markets should and uh, have a hard time moving forward simply because uh, there will be less uh, money available the companies uh, will take another hit the question is how much is already discounted into the price and uh, that will be maybe the first lesson of uh, today because going back uh, some podcasts ago i told you that now i will focus more and more on companies being oversold on the relative strength index because it's such an easy thing for all of you to follow solid companies being oversold because that will give support below uh, and uh, a possible upturn i believe that is the very best uh, approach in a market like this because these companies which have been hammered and we will get back to one by the end of the podcast uh, that was the case for uh, for pinterest by the way and why pinterest was picked into the portfolio and why we now have a lot of green in pinterest they are beaten down the investors uh, have accumulated all possible negative things and if the markets come in with even more negative things 
these companies would likely not take as hard fall as for instance Nevada will if things that we cannot control will hit the market of very bad news. We have to be aware of the bad news and the bad news is the ongoing conflicts. But on top of this, a lot of things are happening like uh, Saudi Arabia said that they will not listen to US anymore uh, in terms of oil. So we suddenly can get back to an energy squeeze again. Everything is indicating that that will happen uh, during uh, this fall, that we are back to an energy squeeze. There is uh, more and more uh, tension around uh, Ukraine. You don't read too much about it in the mainstream uh, media, but it is. The reason for this is the Ukrainians are struggling on the battlefield. Uh, the news, which, of course, like in stock market, like in everything else, in trading and, of course, other news, are very biased. They don't tell you the true story. That is why you should have several news. So we heard uh, over and over again that uh, everything was going so good in Bakhmut that the Ukrainians would take back Bakhmut and they would push them out and they would take uh, uh, even more of the occupied uh, zones, pushing the Russians all the way back. Then there is a contra news that uh, the Russians now have full control of Bakhmut. So here it goes back and forth. The thing is that this forces uh, EU, US to put in more heavy weapon into Ukraine, trying to do so. They put in the Patriot missile system. Now US will send the F-16s. Uh, and all of this just means that things will get tighter in terms of my biggest fear, small tactical nuclear weapon. And uh, not to make this a scary podcast, because I mean, it's not about that. But we also know that Russia now is moving uh, uh, nuclear weapons to Belarus. The reason I mention all of this is because as things now get tighter and tighter, there has to be uh, something happening. It's not like it's just going to smooth itself away. Because with F-16s coming to Ukraine, uh, with heavier weapons coming into Ukraine, something will have to break either way. Of course, everyone hopes that it will be the, the Western way, that uh, we will chase the Russians out of Ukraine. Uh, but as I told you, there is no way that the Russians will give up uh, and just move along peacefully. They will, in my opinion, use before that, they will hit the sledgehammer because it's an existential threat to Russia we're talking about. So that uh, the point of all this uh, long uh, intro about these things is that expect more of these news and these news can be so negative that they, there is no way the markets can hold. On top of this, there will come more uh, and more information regarding um, the uh, consequences, economic consequences of uh, all of these things. We know the, the shift away from the petrodollar discussed over and over again in this podcast. And a few other things, they are coming more. And if you read up now in the news, you will see that more and more of the European countries are going into recession one by one. The Germans, the UK will be there. These things uh, brew for a much harder market. And again, just to confuse you a little bit, please do understand that the stock market will turn long before the economic market. I'm just talking about all the news that you can expect to see. And in my opinion, there is more negative news coming into the market uh, than there is positive. 
Now we have the relief of the depth ceiling. Is there more air in this uh, balloon to push it up? As I told you, the big uh, brokers that they are personally selling. Going, uh, looking at the chart, uh, Nostock chart, we can see that now it's clearly uh, overbought. The relative strength index for the main market Nostock, for instance, is in overbought territory. Everything is indicating that we will have a correction down. It will be a natural one. Uh, the very good thing in all of this is that we are way above the 10,300 level support. There is tons of support between 10,300 and 12,400 points. That means uh, that falling back will be natural. And the question, will it then hold? And I think it might be a fair chance, but I think we will have to struggle a bit. You have to pay attention to all the news uh, in the market because these are the things that will affect your daily trading. During the week, uh, there will be more talks about the debt ceiling, but the main uh, thing will be the job numbers on Thursday. Job numbers have been staying very much uh, better than I expected for a quite uh, long time. Many people do not understand the properties of what is happening, but it is some of all the money uh, that has been pushed into the market that is still burning uh, through the job numbers. Now, going to a small country like uh, I am living in currently, in Vilnius, which is in Lithuania, you can read in the news that everyone expects huge uh, increase in unemployment moving forward. Uh, not only because a lot of uh, business in Lithuania is back offices, meaning that major companies, US European companies, uses Vilnius for cheaper services, uh, your tech services uh, and other back office stuff. And they are saving money, cutting people and operations everywhere. And that includes uh, a small country like Lithuania. Job numbers uh, we have to follow. They will speak for themselves. Oil uh, and energy, as we know, energy is a very huge part of um, the, the inflation thing is moving up again now it's up two dollars to 73 dollars from last week everything indicates that oil will just continue to push upwards the debt ceiling is over there will be less fear uh, short term for uh, economic downturn in the world a little bit about china will be in the news the, their growth is stagnating a little bit but in general i just see oil uh, going up simply because as i said Saudi Arabia said they will not listen to US anymore and they plan to cut oil production. They plan uh, to punish the Western, in my opinion, pushing up oil prices and of course the revenue. At the same time, there is a few things. There is a lot of things about these things. We see a lot of Russian oil flowing into the Indian market, uh, Chinese markets, etc. And it's flowing at very good rate. Also pushing, uh, holding the prices down. So it's a complex picture, but in general, I think oil will go up. Gold, <coughs> which was uh, at uh, all-time high just a few weeks ago, has fallen back to 1,960, was down $18 last week, but I remain bullish to gold, as I think world still is not out of the shadows. We are still struggling, and I think more money will just flow into gold. An interesting. I read an article, uh, I'm not sure because I didn't verify it, uh, but uh, there was a small article that they now are able to create gold in an art 
artificial way and that this can disrupt the gold business in the long term. I will have to double check if that was just uh, pure humbug uh, or if there is any solidity in it. But money moving away from petrodollar into one into gold, more transactions, more saving going into gold as a secure item. Uh, uh, I think gold again, as I said, will have upturned. That is a good possible investment into Barrick Gold and a few other of these companies that are major companies in the gold production industry. The, uh, the other thing uh, is, of course, the inflation, which is not moving anywhere uh, fast, giving more interest rates hike in the future. But if you listen to this podcast now, I really hope that you do. You heard me say this over when they say it will be the top. You can double it. Uh, I haven't been wrong so far. And, uh, and I said last uh, just uh, some months ago when they said oh, the top will be now from here on, it will just be declined. It will not be. There will be more interest rate hikes. Uh, it's a complex picture. And we will see who will be correct in the end. But everything, even Fed says so, looks like there will be more interest rate hikes coming forward. The last number uh, before we summarize all things, 10-year treasury yield. As I told you, whenever this go up, the stock market will go down. was up 0, 0.12 uh, or 3.15% last week to T81. This number going up indicates that the market should go down. Looking at the chart, uh, the market is clearly overbought. And uh, that indicates for me, we are heading for red times. Hopefully, it will not be this week that we can manage to use some of the push from the debt ceiling talks. But in general, I expect markets to be red. I think that you should be prepared for huge falls coming, moving forward. Some of you uh, who follow the podcast may say, but Jim, you said that you believe that the end of the beer market would be, uh, would be established on May 27th, that was your prediction a long time ago, that that would be uh, the defined day of the, the end of the beer market. Hopefully, hopefully that is right. Hopefully that will coincide with uh, the uh, debt talks and that we now just move forward with good news, possible uh, peace talks for Ukraine and everything gets back on track. But I wouldn't bet on it. Yes, I have been correct in more or less absolutely everything I'm saying about the Ukraine war coming, the inflation and all of these things. But I wouldn't hold uh, myself accountable for giving you an exact date 27th. Uh, I uh, see the possibility of a down more downturn before the pain. And if you remember way back, many years back, I told you I think that Nasdaq has to go the way uh, all the way down to 8,000 before finally turning. The lowest it was was 10,200, I think, uh, falling from 16 to 10,200. Uh, so we have not hit that target. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong in uh, all of this, that we just can have a green week, bringing us into the trading tips and the part uh, where we talk more about money. Because now I gave you all the reasoning why I remain restrictive, why I will be a bit careful. Uh, that is how I plan my trading. Then I find uh, the candidates which I will trade and how I position myself. 
and it's been very successful. I've been able, when I think markets are going to do very good, I increase my risk, go into a little bit more risky stock, a little bit more exposure in terms of the amount of money I put into the market and uh, vice versa when there is bad market. So this week, uh, I believe that it can be a hard uh, time for the markets, but still I will add one more stock. Going back to last week, we had the uh, Sumerica, Chevron, Northrop, and Pinterest. And as I told you, I didn't expect much from Chevron or uh, Northrop last week at all. And there were not all. The one stock that did very good last week and the week before was Pinterest. And Pinterest is currently up 13% since we bought it. Very nice find easily cover uh, the slight default uh, for Northrop and Chevron indeed. I think there is more to come from Pinterest. This week, uh, so I have uh, four stocks, which already is a little bit much, but Last year we made so much money in uh, this trade portfolio uh, and I have always stashed in cash. And I, uh, before doing this podcast, I was checking uh, different stock stocks looking for possible buys. And I found one stock uh, which I just think is an obvious, obvious good buy. Hopefully I will be correct. But Footlocker FL looks to me like an obvious buy. Same case like Pinterest, totally oversold on the relative strength index. And uh, that one is, in my opinion, the one stock to aim for. So I want to add that stock uh, into the uh, this portfolio, Footlocker FL, because in my opinion, everything indicates that there is a huge potential upside. Nothing comes uh, with the full guarantee, but that is the one stock. So I will stay in America, Chevron, Northrop, uh, Pinterest, and I hope to add Footlocker to this uh, portfolio this week. And that brings me up to five stocks. It's been very, very long since we are up at five stocks. Contradicts a little bit what I say about I think that the market uh, will be uh, bad, but I will give you that reasoning exactly why I do like I do. I think Footlock, given the current market, given being very oversold on the resistant index, has the opportunity to go up. If the markets just hold it a little bit uh, okay, doesn't uh, fall too hard too fast, Footlocker should do good. If markets fall very hard, I still think Footlocker will uh, not fall as hard simply because it's already fallen too much. And if I'm wrong, that we get into a super good week, maybe pushing uh, Nasdaq in a frantic rally. I think Footlocker will go for a rally as well. That is how I think uh, about Footlocker. I think that Chevron will do uh, start to climb this week and Northrop as well. Hopefully uh, we will uh, see some greens back in Sumerica as well. During the week I will not be surprised if a few of these stocks will be sold when we get to the end of the week. Uh, but we will get back to that uh, next week. I promised you in the beginning that I will tell you a little bit about the buy and sell signals uh, currently and uh, now I see that I forgot you that it went too fast to different things but looking at the buy and sell signals 25,000 stocks analyzed we can tell you how much give buy signal how much give sell signals last week was 28 this week is 25 
So it's actually falling. Uh, and the uh, Nasdaq fell from 27 to 24 this week. New York Stock Exchange from 23 to 19. Going to London, it's down from 24 to 19. Uh, and Tokyo is falling from 39 to 32. And Shenzhen, China from uh, is actually one increasing from 20 to 21. In general, all of these are now starting to fall, indicating that more and more stocks are issuing a buy signal simply because they're way uh, up in the trend. Like Nasdaq is, it's on the top of the trend. Usually you have a reaction now. All of these signals indicate what I said that we are heading for a few red days before uh, it finally turns again. The last few minutes, uh, we will talk about a few exciting things uh, uh, because indeed many nice things are happening. First of last week, I told you that uh, we expected to release AI analysis on stock uh, uh, invest.us. We done. Now you can see what uh, ChatGTP thinks about any stock. So you can go uh, find your stocks and you will see generate AI analysis. So there you can see for yourself there is a lot of fuss and buzz about AI analysis these days. Now you have our traditional analysis and you can even see what AI think. Does it agree? Sometimes it agrees, sometimes it disagrees. Uh, and you can do your own analysis. These things we will just continue to grow uh, because it's a part of the future. So AI analysis uh, are now available uh, at uh, Stock Invest. If you are a free user, you have to register. You should do that anyway. It's totally free uh, and you will be able to see a few of them. Uh, and uh, if you want to see more, you have to be a paying subscriber. The reason for this is that Every single analysis costs us, uh, costs us money as we use the uh, GTP engine to analyze uh, the news and all these things to come up with analysis. But indeed, AI analysis is still there. That was a good news, but even better and more exciting news, uh, which I really think uh, will add a little spice to this podcast and our future together. After uh, many years, uh, I finally, finally has connected all the dots in terms of auto trading. I don't know the level of all of you listeners, uh, how deep you are into trading. Some of you are probably very professional and you wish I could speak more about the different indicators and uh, how we can uh, tune everything with uh, all of them. Well, some of you probably struggle to follow the main concept of the things I'm saying, that some of it is uh, not as logic as for those who have been trading a bit more. And my podcast has always been about trying to find something in between, make it as easy, trying to explain the big lines, trying to help you in your trading by uh, implementing the logic of the thinking, a little overview and bit by bit, giving you drips into deeper things enable you uh, for doing better trading. That uh, was the goal of the podcast, but on side of this for many, many years, I wanted to do auto trading. Now, auto trading has been available for a long time. You can sign up to some major services. You can set your own uh, set of uh, rules, regulations, indicators, stop losses and everything, and it will just keep trading for you. You can buy some prepaid packages for 
uh, indicators that should work, algorithms that should work, and you see it all over promising you this kind of profit, and when it doesn't hit that kind of profit, they have a reason for that. Uh, but some of them are somewhat successful. But why would anyone share something which is just a huge money generator? I don't know. Anyway, my goal uh, was to have full control about everything from the signal generation until the actual buying. The dots are now connected. The AutoTrader boot is running fully on my analysis. And the pre-testing has been very, very good, very solid, delivering profit. And in my opinion, it can only get better as I keep uh, tweaking things. And I want to share that journey with you. Uh, so hopefully next week, uh, I will introduce the first uh, steps where you can see actual auto trading and we will follow it and grow it together because I promised you that uh, I want to start a new uh, portfolio. I've been following this portfolio for a very long time, a much more aggressive portfolio because I think the times are getting right for this. Doing auto uh, trading has always been my dream simply because uh, time. Uh, I live in a different time zone, meaning that if to follow first this market and later the US market, all my day will be filled with trading. I do not want to do that. Uh, I want to focus on other things uh, to improve uh, quality of life. But uh, auto trading will of course allow me to be in the market 24-7, either if it's crypto or if it's US stocks, Chinese stocks or whatever it is, most brokers allow you to trade many markets uh, during the day. So that will come. We will follow it. Uh, I was running tests last week with Tesla, uh, Apple and Microsoft. And so nice to see that we were able to ching in green after green. So if you follow the podcast, you will be the one to follow the development of my personal algos. And I might even share a little bit uh, how these algos are combined uh, to try to teach you a little bit. And the week was very, very busy week uh, last week. Uh, I didn't have time for any metal detecting, but I read in the news this morning uh, with my morning coffee that the Norwegian guy in May was extremely lucky with this metal detector, finding a super old uh, uh, Viking gold uh, omelette, uh, historic, only be found three of them uh, earlier. One was found inside a very, very old church uh, under an altar. Uh, and uh, the second one was found in Denmark some 20 years ago. And now a Norwegian found a super nice little gold uh, uh, token uh, from 450 years before uh, Christ, so two and a half thousand years old. Almost such an interesting find. Hopefully I will be lucky uh, as well to find something very nice. Uh, may my day come to find that piece that can go to museum for everyone to be watched. So far, I have not been that lucky, but the hunts continue on and I will tell you what I find if I find anything interesting. And that made for uh, this week's uh, podcast. 
I hope uh, if you're US that you will have a beautiful holiday and that when they start markets tomorrow there will be greens to be made and when we speak next week that your portfolio will be better off than it was by the start of the week. All I can do is wish you the very best of the week and we'll speak in just a week. Bye. Welcome to StockInvest.us Stock Analysis. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.